Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. A hoot and a holler and a ring around the collar. Welcome to a brand new episode of Good Game, Nice Try. I'm trying a new cowboy theme. Hi, everyone. It's your pal, Blay, and I'm here with my incredible uh, trail partner, Sonia Reed, a.k.a. OMG, it's Firefox. What's up, Sonia? Oh, man. Did I get you? A little, that was a little Red Dead Redemption style. Oh, I don't know how I'm feeling about Cowboy Blay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole vibe. Uh, have you been playing Red Dead? Are you just feeling cowboy spicy today, or what's the vibe? Well, you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I do a thing called Roomba Rodeo every so often, where I have my, I have little figures in my apartment ride my Roomba. And right before we started recording, I had my Roomba going, and I kind of think of my Roomba as like a little horse. So that's kind of where I'm at. I love getting a slightly bigger window into your environment. The it's, more and more that we do this, you're standing on fake grass. You have a Roomba that you associate as a as a, a cowboy horse situation. Mm-hmm. I love this. Now, look, I, I got to say something. I know you're very excited about a, a certain anniversary that's coming up. And I want to give you the forum to talk about it. So... <sighs> Enough about me. Let's talk about you and what you're excited about. Do you want to tell everyone what you're really excited about? Well, tomorrow is a special day. It's a very special day. Mm-hmm. It's the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. What? Can you believe that? 25 years of Pokemon. Wow. 25 years of Pokemon. It, first of all, it's, it's unbelievable to think about that. And second of all, I feel like they're celebrating in very... Um, very interesting ways. Okay. What do you mean? First of all, they, they've been doing, and this is this is cool, and I think this is exciting, that they started doing, um, they're re-releasing some Pokemon cards with Happy Meals. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I can I can, I can can vibe with that. Love Apparently, it. some of them were, were going for a decent amount of money on eBay, which is crazy to think about, but I'm like, okay. I'm loving it. I can mm-hmm. mess with that. But then Worlds collided in a way that I didn't think they would ever collide. Um... So I know you're familiar with Pokemon. A, a little bit. I, okay. I'm not deep into the world of Pokemon. Top three Pokemon. Can you pull out any? I like Squirtle. Oh, okay. I like uh, Charizard. Uh-huh. I like how you said it almost like Chardonnay. <laughs> I like- I, I like, like Charizard. I like Twisty. Is, Twist, is Twisty one of them? Yeah, that's I, third generation. Okay, third generation. I like Twisty. Yeah, I got you. Um, uh, well, how do you feel about Post Malone? I uh, respect the decision when someone tattoos their face. Other than that, I like, I think, his congratulations song. That's about it. Okay. But what is his relationship to Pokemon? So apparently they're collabing for a Post Malone concert in in Pokemon or a virtual Pokemon concert with Post Malone. I love uh, this. For the 25th anniversary. I, I never, those are two worlds that I never really thought 
would collide. And honestly, when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, I saw they did this video of him like walking in and getting all amped up. And he's like, oh, it's time. And he's holding a Pokeball. And then he transforms into this animated, almost Play-Doh looking oh. uh, like caricature of Post Malone. Oh, Play-Doh um, Malone? Play-Doh Malone. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a meme. I, I straight up thought that it was like some meme situation. And then I saw it was tweeted from like the official Pokemon account. And I'm like, Whoa. sure, I, I'm into it. Sure. Sure. What, what a world, what, what world's colliding? You know what? I got to say, I respect that because to look, I love video games, as do you, as do we all. And I respect I don't think it's like being a poser if you come in genuinely into the thing. Right. If you're doing it to make money. I'm out. But like, for instance, the KFC console, right? Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> is coming out with a real video game console. Now, I was like, I'm out for that. But I'm hearing that it actually does have pretty great specs. It's like a gaming PC with pretty good specs. And so now I'm into it. So I think of Post Malone, I could see Post Malone being a fan of Pokemon. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm here for it. I think, you know, I widen, widen bigger, the bigger tent, the better. The more, the merrier. Come a on. A thousand in. percent. Come a thousand on. A thousand percent. And, yeah. you know, that's not the only way that they're celebrating. Two. Another collaboration that they're doing, which I'm I'm particularly excited for, uh, Pokemon is also teaming up with Levi's. Okay. And, <laughs> like the jeans? Yes. Yes, okay. like the jeans. And they've done... <laughs> I've only seen a couple of the, the clothes that they've, they've put out, but one of them is like a full Canadian tuxedo situation. It's all denim, but it's all Pokemon. <laughs> it's like a two-piece... Denim Pokemon Levi set, like Britney Spears, like that famous picture of of Justin and Britney. But so it's like a but Pokemon covered in <laughs> denim, pure denim, pure Pokemon, and wow, it's beautiful. But how how are you celebrating the twenty fifth uh, Pokemon anniversary? Well, uh, I think I've actually got like an old Game Boy laying around. Maybe it's oh. time. Maybe I'm gonna brush it. I'm gonna dust it off. I'm gonna get the little curly light yes. that goes on top of it. <sighs> Bring it back. I want to bring it back to the OG. I feel like we've we've strayed pretty far into the generations. We need to bring it back. You know? I agree. I agree. Back to basics. Yeah. Back to basics. What about sure. you? Well, <laughs> um, being a huge huge Pokemon fan. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I will say this. I really love. I did get into Pokemon with Pokemon Go. Mm. So yeah, maybe I'll play some Pokemon Go. Maybe I'll fire that up. Maybe I'll play the original. You know. I'll yeah. bust out my old Game Boy, you know? Maybe. We can battle. Look, the 25th anniversary of Pokemon is incredible and very exciting. But so is today's guest. Aww, How's that for a segue? How's that, that for a segue? One. That was good. That was Thank good, you. yeah. Thanks a lot. We got to get into it. Uh, today, our guest is an amazing actor and comedian who played Jeff Winger on the incredible NBC series Community. He's also hosted The Soup, Ani, and right now he hosts the reboot of the classic game show, uh, which has a special place in my heart. Card Sharks, which is on ABC. And not only that, but he's competed in multiple Fortnite tournaments alongside professional gamers. And it's so fun to talk to him about comedy and television, but also to talk to him about some fun gaming strategies and his take <laughs> on the world of Fortnite. Uh, so without further ado, please welcome Joel McHale. Welcome, Joel. 
one thing, obviously, that I think everybody is doing this pandemic, sweet, sweet video games. Now, I, in the research for this, I have to say something that surprised me was you and your relationship to Fortnite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's no joke. I mean, I'm terrible at it. And <laughs> the game evolved to a point where I am... I mean, the good news about Fortnite is that they do lots of stuff to make sure it is just not a small group of people that dominate the whole thing. Uh, right. But I obviously there's a skill level, but uh, but I've I've been in a couple like the Fortnite tournaments. The first one was I killed someone. My, my sons were happy. They were like, "You got to kill. That's a huge deal." And you outlasted Ninja in the first game, and and they were like, "Oh, look at you!" And then the second game, I got annihilated it was me and Markiplier and then the next year I went back and it was a whole different game and um it was I was like oh things have changed I don't even know I can when the game when you started building and shooting it just showed you that young brains evolved past our brains and (laughs) I was totally old man that was just like I don't understand your music and uh but then the game, the game has evolved so kind of, uh, I think it, that game especially has evolved well and they've been very conscious of bringing in new people that, so it's not, I, I, yeah, it's not become so esoteric that it's just gonna, it's just gonna, people lose interest. It's only, I feel like that game is only gaining more ground. Right. I mean, it's been, it's been amazing watching you compete at the pinnacle of competitive Fortnite. <laughs> And I, I loved I loved watching your strategy. Yeah, shoot people in the back. That's it. I mean, it's been doing well for you. Yeah, I'm a coward. Uh, <laughs> that is. I basically was the first half of Saving Private Ryan, or most of it, that one character who was like, I don't, I, I don't. And then, yeah, and then at the end, when he's got those guys dead to rights, he shoots them. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, Nazis, but uh, no, I so yeah, I love that game, and I love the absurdness of it and the wackiness of it, and I want to uh, this I think this wonderful man that works for them named Donald Mustard. He they're like, here's how we want the game to be perceived by parents when they walk into the room and see their kids playing it. They just want them to go like, oh yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's no Call of Duty. It's a little yeah. it's, it's a little more colorful. Um, looks slightly more innocent. Yeah, but you don't need two thumbs up from parents. Just like a kind of like have fun, have fun and just shut the door. Yeah. And I I love Call of Duty. And but again, the outfits and the weapon uh, painting, it's so ridiculous that I just it was like, what if this was an actual war or someone's running around with a solid brass, uh, I don't know, sniper rifle that has. All sorts of like fun things hanging off of it and hanging around. And then somebody's wearing like a fuchsia, like hiding. I don't know what planet you would be hiding and would be blending into. Uh, maybe a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> For all those nightclub wars, the 2024 nightclub wars. Yeah. Soldiers have such originality. <laughs> uh, they're just, they're, they're really just going to the beat of their own drummer in this, in this crazy battle where everybody's coming back to life. Right. I mean, I feel like there is maybe a, a importance in having comedic value during a war. If you're in a banana suit, I mean, yeah. that's it's, yeah. you got to spice it up. I always remember uh, 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 David Letterman would cover the New York Marathon forever, and uh, he since the '80s, and uh, 
he would just kind of film people. And sometimes people would be running in full costume. And I remember like someone had a giraffe and then, and then they would let him and would always go like, this is a serious sport. There are people <laughs> seriously that is he obviously joking. He's like, what is, what is, he's like, come on, this is not, what are you doing? Making a mockery of running. How dare you? You show up to a professional football game in a full furry costume thinking it's going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, I would be okay with that. Yeah. I feel like that's the, that's the football that I would watch. You'd be okay until somebody form tackles you or blocks <laughs> you. And then and all of a sudden you're like, what was I thinking? This didn't help at all. I will say that as a strategy in war, if you had a good looking costume, that might give your enemy a split second of hesitation, which might mean that gives you the advantage. Do you know what I'm saying? It would give your enemy a split second of, oh, I know what I'm, a sh- I'm going to shoot at next. <laughs> there was, I'll never remember it from my medieval history, but this one king had a, basically put a helmet over his crown. And oh. uh, I don't know how, not far into the battle, that little like cover popped off and there's the golden crown, and they were oh. like, get him. That's it. And that guy was absolutely killed during that battle. Okay, absolutely so, dead. So furry suit's okay. Crown's not so much. No, none of it's okay if you're in an actual <laughs> war. Also, I love the idea of this guy like, well, I have to wear the crown. Yeah. <laughs> the commitment. I gotta wear the crown. I know. You know what? History major. You were a history major. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other everyone always hears about knights in shining armor during that time, and none of those guys shined up their armor. It was soot black, so they looked cooler. Yeah, and way cooler. If you have a shiny outfit, people are like, "Hey, get him! Get the shiny thing!" <laughs> Fighting a bunch of magpies. Exactly. It's very Dark Souls. A very Dark Souls-esque, I feel like. That's kind of what it would actually be. Is just, Have you played any of those Dark Souls games? Are you? A- I have played, I played the, mm, I guess it was about, the, the last version came out a year and a half ago. And that was very scary and wonderful. Uh, no, yes, I would agree. I didn't play it enough. And now I feel bad for saying I didn't. I wanted to. How about that? Aww. What is harder, Dark Souls or like, a marathon, because you've run. Uh, you've, you're a, you're oh, a marathon. Dark Souls by a mile. Uh, wow. A mile. Yeah. No. I, I look when it comes to the like even with Call of Duty or with Battlefield, uh, there are the intricacies that have. It's not obviously you guys know. It's not just shooting and reloading and finding stuff. There's all there's right. so many now uh, variations that you throw in that I still like. It's like when I watch my twelve year old play Madden and he audibles eight times before the play starts, then I'm just like, well, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing an all-out blitz again, and I'm going <laughs> to keep one guy in the backfield to see if I, if I haven't made a horrible mistake, and varying degrees of success, usually uh, unsuccessful. So what am I saying? Uh, what the marathon is, well, you better run a bunch before you run a bunch. <laughs> That's it. Stay hydrated. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I, you know, yeah. So yeah, I, I used to run marathons. Those were the days, but I don't, I should, I, there, the, um, I am such a golden retriever, extroverted, competitive person that I always think like, I should try to do that again. And, but it takes, you know, training if you don't want to have a miserable day. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I, I appreciated the, uh, you know, run a bunch before you run a bunch. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's probably the best uh, marathon advice I, I could, could have probably received. But um, I guess coming up to the Fortnite tournaments, did you have any kind of training? I know your kids are super into Fortnite. Uh, did they kind of like help you prep for it? And also, did you ever think that in a million years you would be in that situation? Uh, I mean, they prepped me for it the same way... You prepped uh, a, a World War One soldier <laughs> the first day at the battle where everyone's getting killed and the veterans that have been, or the, the seasoned soldiers that were figured out, they were lucky enough to figure out how to stay alive for a couple of months, see these just uh, fresh faces and go, okay, so here's what you're gonna wanna do. Uh, and uh, so basically my kids, were they were just like, don't, take on anyone, hide. <laughs> when you hear footsteps, start looking around. I mean, I knew all that stuff because I played it enough, but I really just hid in the house and waited. And ironically, in the second game, which was worth a million dollars in charity money that Ninja and uh, uh, Marshmallow won, uh, which was all for charity, but they, in the first game, uh, everyone was very, uh, they were kind of screwing around and they knew it wasn't for the actual money, so that's why I was able to get a kill. But on the second game, everybody just did this, you know, tried to hide on the periphery, but everybody did that. So everyone was landing in the same hiding spot. Oh. <laughs> so if you had landed right in the center of the game, you would have been fine for the for 20 minutes. You could, <laughs> you could have, I had a latte and a, a nice biscotti, you could have waited. Uh, you, that would have been great. But uh, so, yeah, no, that especially in that game, you just, I was just high. I, I wasn't gonna, you know, go for it. I couldn't. You're kicking back in your furry suit, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's really great. Like with marshmallow, he won wearing the big marshmallow, and uh, and I was like, man, the guy is so good. He even went it with that thing on his head. <laughs> what I liked about that, they they put it through where the galaxy play uh, soccer or football as the world. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, every time somebody, there was an explosion, the sound system went through the sound system of the entire stadium and nice. it sounded like there was an actual war happening in there. It was, it was really, it was really disturbing. <laughs> Just absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Have you done any VR stuff? Uh, my son, uh, the 12-year-old, plays a ton of VR. I, I haven't really done it. Um, the, I, the one time we were playing paintball, I almost vomited. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, you need to stay in the square. You're going to get sick. And I'm like, just give me a second. Because <laughs> there's this moment where when you start VR, 
So like you put on the thing and, you know, I feel like I feel cool for a second. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go into Tron world. But then it always says it's like, make sure there's nothing around you. And it shows you what you look like with the stuff on in your room. And it's the absolute worst feeling. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, it's like seeing a raccoon near the trash. You're just like, it's the. Yeah, it's I know what you mean. Uh, It is like I compare, but now I guess people don't care. But, you know, on Instagram, we know what everyone's mirror face is. Mm. And and it's not necessarily okay. But, hey, the good news is you get lost in a world on VR. My son's playing that haunted house one or the ghost one. Oh, fan, phasmagoria, some fan, see the ghost, but it's dark all the time and writing starts appearing and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. He was like, my son was like, hey, they made a game that's truly scary. And I was like, oh. And then one of my friends who's white, the wife, she's like, I won't play it. I refuse. <laughs> I got too scared. I'm not going to do it. Definitely not a night. Yeah, no. definitely not in VR, too. I feel like that's just an added element. It's too it's too immersive. I don't know. Are you much of a like a spooky game guy or do you kind of avoid that? I don't have any time in my life. So I... Even get, like with Call of Duty, I can't play the Warzone because mm-hmm. it's just, for me, it's not worth it. I'm like, here I am collecting all this stuff. I'm buying this stuff. I'm getting my friends out of the gulag. We're still working away. There's 56 <laughs> guys left. And I feel like we are working very hard to collect all this shit. And then, and then we're dead. And so, <laughs> so I need the fast, you know, like quick. I, I like the capture the flags and all that stuff. Um, but so that's, I mean, I literally, if I have the time, I'll do it for 20 minutes and be like, okay, I can go. Now I can. <laughs> there we go. Now I can go, uh, I don't know, watch 15 minutes of the boys and 15 minutes of Watchmen and then 15 <laughs> minutes of the bow. And then all of a sudden it's one in the morning and I'm exhausted. <laughs> exactly. And you have them all on a timer too. You kind of rotate between them. You're like, okay, 15 minutes. We got 15 minutes in the gulag. We got 15 minutes here. I do make a choice if I have the time in the evening. I have to make a choice. I have to be like, who gets it? Is it going to be 15 minutes of a streaming show or is it going to be uh, 15 minutes of a game? If sometimes I'll make a date, I have a group for, I used to be on this show called the great indoors. Oh yeah. Oh, shut up. You have no idea what it is. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, but Chris Mintz and Sean Brown were on the show with me. And then this uh, very good friend and writer who was on the show, Boyd Vika, we have a group. And so we will play and uh, together and uh, so that we, when, when we actually, then we'll play for an hour or two, which is, which then I feel guilty because I know I had a hundred other things to do, but it's fine. Well, there's, no, there's no guilt in, in connecting, staying connected with, with people during, during everything, no, playing games, you know? time that I let slip by. It's, uh-huh. it's, uh, it's, it's, see, this is all part of my Catholic upbringing that I'm still undoing. Me too. Listen, it's a slow march to an open grave. I feel you there for sure. hundred percent. Did you guys ever play uh, on the great indoors or even community ever play on the set? Do you ever play games on the set? That was, uh, you know, that was the uh, sitcom schedule, which is a thing heavenly. Uh, And, but I didn't, I never brought in the Xbox and I was always too worried about memorizing lines and I was running around doing other things. But, and then on community, the hours were very, crazy but every time i go back to my trailer i'd take a nap and then i'd bounce back up and go shoot another scene uh, <laughs> there we go 
Yeah, the, the hours were bananas, but uh, some of the best hours of my life. Oh. There we go. Absolutely. I got to say, in terms of like one thing, I, I play a lot of horror games, but one of the things uh, I love about horror games is I love to like make fun of them because like a bad horror movie, sometimes it's great to just be like, nope, no, that's too many hooks. Who has this many hooks in their basement? You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Do you think like I love. Wait, are you doing this alone? What? The horror games? No, like yelling back at the game. Well, no, when I'm streaming, I'll stream okay. with people. Okay. Yeah. And alone. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. Yeah. And also alone. I and stream. How much credit? So you'll make jokes, but is it mostly because you're terrified and like a lot of people who are scared are like, <laughs> I mean, who has, who has this many hooks? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> I, yes. I would say a little from column A, a little from column B. But one thing, I mean, again, like I love your humor. You're so funny and so uh, incisive. Do you, when you play games, are you ripping the games apart at all? Or are you just in the actual game hiding in a house, nibbling on a Fortnite biscotti? Most of the time, because like Christmas Plus and Sean Brown and Boyd are very good. And um, most of the time I'm just going, don't look like an idiot, don't look like an idiot, don't look like an idiot. <laughs> Uh, and then usually I'm just cannon fodder. I'll be like, don't worry guys. I'll, I'll be the first to run into this tunnel. <laughs> you know, who's going to get shot first. So, uh, once in a while, while we're playing, like someone will, like, I'll see Sean nail someone. I'll be like, that person had a family. And <laughs> so I will do say stuff like that. And then you're like, you're making us feel bad. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> like, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. So I do that. How did it all start for you? Did were you a gamer when you were you, when you were young, or did you come to games late in life? Um, I don't know. I my friend Ethan Sandler and I played a lot of uh, Nintendo Beach Volleyball. Okay, it's very <laughs> specific. Yeah, that was really fun. But we would play Metroid and and stuff like that. And I think I never we didn't have an Atari. And it wasn't because I think my brother bought, you know, I got the Nintendo 64 and Mario changed the world. Zelda changed the world. So I played all those, um, but I wasn't, you know, the gaming culture wasn't the same as it is now. It's not mm. the, it wasn't your identity. And, and it wasn't like it wasn't cool. It's, it was cool because everybody played them. So I don't know where I got, I don't know where I was like, and then I played Pitfall and I went, <laughs> this is for me for the rest of my life. And, uh, but I think, I'm trying to think of getting, you know, when I, when the first, that first SEAL team game came out on PlayStation 3, uh, where you were interacting, you know, where you were on teams. It was, I know this comes as, the, the young kids watching, it comes as a revelation that you could play with other people in a game. That, I played a lot of that. And did I have, like, a 60-foot cord going <laughs> internet hub into the, like, into the other room? Yes, I did. Absolutely. Yeah, and then that game was so hackable that that was the first time I'm like, oh, this game is getting ruined by people that are manipulating it. And, uh, and then that was the world of, like, oh, you, you have to crack open these games and the characters and make them invincible and... And then no one wanted to play that. And so, but that was, that game really was, that uh, was, that was pretty awesome. That and was I, awesome. I had PC games that I got into, but I, you know, Xbox and all that stuff. But now, you know, now it's, 
you know, now it's a way for our children to talk to their friends and to, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's guys, it's the future. (laughs) We're just going to use that for the tagline for video games for the, for the rest of this podcast. My friend showed me. It's the future. Like how far video game basketball has come (laughs) 40 years. Yeah. My friend boy just burst out crying because it is, it is, you can only compare it to the Wright brothers it, you know, in the the nineteen the teens to uh, you know a rocket landing on the you know like taking off and taking people to the moon. That's how dramatic it is. Yeah, it, just the difference of looking, you know, like early Madden or early, you know, uh, NFL, like any anything early like that, uh, especially sports games, and seeing like where it's come now. Where I'm like, I can see every pore on this yeah. person's face. Yeah, my my son will be playing, and my wife will sit down and start cheering for his team. She'll be like, "Sorry, I'm getting into this. I'm hoping you make this third down. I hope you convert it." I I also love. I mean, one thing that's I find kind of fascinating to your point in terms of it becoming part of the fabric of all culture is how Madden has like affected actual NFL football. Like in terms of graphics being on the field, I feel like yeah. they're it's coming closer. And closer together where it's like, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll look at Madden statistics and see how they should, you know, change their team. I mean, there has to be something going on behind the scenes there anyway, which I think is, I don't know. It feels like there's going to be, it's only, we're only a couple of years away from microchips and real football <laughs> play with video game play. Something like that. Yeah. There we go. That's it. It's the future. Uh, you, I mean, obviously those guys, every one of the... Uh, you can learn offenses and defenses. I, I would say if you want to learn how to play American football or like coach American football, just play Madden for a month and just make sure you get like, here's all the offenses. Here's the nickel. Here's the four, three, here's all that. And yeah. uh, uh, you can absolutely, I, I didn't, it took me forever to learn that when I played football. So this, <laughs> my son knows all those things. Uh, and obviously the sophistication that NFL football has taken on, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're related. And it just, the players look so real. And like, that's true with any game now. Like the character creation is just like, how far apart do you want your eyes? It's like, I. It, what's interesting is like, so here's a question for you. When you play a game and you create your character, do you make it look like you with the perfect, you know, a facial bone structure? Because I make myself look like you. So do you just go pure freak or do you kind of, you know, what do you do? Balding man. It's very nice of you. Oh, Oh, come on. Listen. Over exercises. Uh, You know what you're, you know what you're doing and I like it and I like it. Don't worry. uh, No, here's the thing. I don't create, I I do not ever take time to create the character. I'm not, I don't care. Uh, That's one part of video games that has left that, that I just, for the life of me, I'm like, I'm going to spend an hour uh, trying to get special charms out of of the game so I can finally get this biker helmet that I, with the spike on top, I've been looking forward to. I don't do it. So when you see those characters waiting to go, it is just the plainest uniform. And I'll mix up, I'll mix up, uh, you know, like, I'll make them, uh, make them like, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be a black guy today. I'll be an Asian guy today. Uh, sometimes it'll be uh, like a woman, I just, but that's as far as it goes. I just, it's one of those things where I've already told myself I do not have the time, so I don't do it. <laughs> that, is, that is a lot of extra time. And I feel like this would be really hard to recreate in, in oh. its perfection. 
Uh, I don't know. I think video games can do. I think they could have nine nostrils, uh, <laughs> eye ear, uh, one big ear. Uh, so yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know what that just didn't. I'm not saying it's because you know, like I don't care about that stuff. Uh, even though I think in my closet, even though I have a ton of clothes, I'm, I'm down to wearing four pairs of shorts and four t-shirts. But uh, yeah, I just. I would rather start playing the game instantly. I did upgrade, you know, I upgrade my weapon and have a few of those. So yeah. that seems like a practical thing you should do. Uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah. Why? Are your characters wacky? Well, I mean, I would mix it up, but I do try to make myself look cool. I'm like, you know, like the cool scar that goes, that stops at the eye, but then extends down the cheek. I'm like, yeah, this makes me look rugged. Yeah. yeah. Like all, I'm very into that. I think it's, for me, it's, um, yeah, try, I, I like the idea of playing someone else. But you do, you're an actor. You play someone else all the time. Like a cool scar going down. It's like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's like, if people had part of their nose torn off, <laughs> Not Jesus. as cool. Then you need you need a lot of surgery to fix that thing. So it's like there's are like well I had a scar here my cheek just fell open. And you're like yeah that's not as cool. You're running around you're running around Fallout with a flappy cheek flap just yeah. slaps you. Oh yeah. I'm bleeding I need band aids. <laughs> like it's not very aerodynamic either. It doesn't really do you any favors. Yeah. But now, I, Joel, I don't mean to paraphrase you, but it, let me see if I got this right. You don't care about your appearance uh, in mm. video games, but you do. In real life, I am deeply concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but you do care about the weapons. So if there was a game where you could shoot your face at somebody, you would be all into it, right? Shoot my actual face uh, as, a, as a, like that's part, like the cartridge that goes in the weapon? That, that is the bullet. I think we're establishing that's the bullet. <laughs> Very requiem for a dream. What you're talking about? I think I think we're creating the perfect uh, Joel McHale video game. Yeah, I'd like to name a uh, wine cellar where you just go into a cellar and start popping open super expensive bottles that you could not have <laughs> in your life. <laughs> that's your perfect game, wine cellar. I love it. And maybe it's like uh, the goal is to drink it before anyone else finds you. No, before twelve. Oh, before uh, noon. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. Well, we like to end every podcast with asking our guest their best game and their worst game. Do you have, let's start with the word. Do you have a, is there anything that comes to mind aside from he's thinking hard? Any beach volleyball Nintendo <laughs> matches that you were like, oh, I should have done the set instead of just trying to smash it? Obviously, every day you get to, one gets to play a video game, you're having a good day. And uh, Ooh, there we go. I sometimes go like, what if I didn't have a hand? How would I play? <laughs> um, boy, I think you, it can be chalked up. Like I've played crappy games and after two days, I'm like, this game sucks. And then I stopped playing. Right. And I wasted some time. And boy, I, I don't know. Um, like I have been in Call of Duty games or Battlefield games with my friends where I am sweating. We have been fighting the same thing for an hour. And then we win. I w- we'll sit in there and chat and go like, I'm way too happy right now. This That was as exciting as winning a high school basketball game and us hitting the shot. But in the same game, like sometimes if I just play alone and I'll step into a game with real 
good people and I'm getting killed everywhere and dragging the poor team down, they start making fun of me. Oh, Aww. that's it. That's, oh, that's well, it. yeah, I know. Please, you suck. I, I think my, I literally, my my tag name is like Ryan Seacrest 88 or something. So, <laughs> uh, so they're like, Ryan Seacrest sucks. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Very nice. Uh, so but I didn't have any moment where I was like, and I misstepped and compound fractured my elbow. That that's never. Mm. So anytime one is playing games is, is it's good. Um, yeah. So there you go. And now Joel, very quickly, uh, are you just saying for your best game? Cause I want to get this in the best game any gaming experience where you don't get shot in the head two seconds in is your best gaming. I Devil May Cry, I hear you like those games. What would be your best game or best gaming experience? Oh, I got pretty good at Battlefield. Um, and to, to the point where my friends who are very good said, hey, you really had a moment with Battlefield there a few years ago. Uh, so, and I was like, thank you. Because when I would start having the same number of kills as them, they would start getting nervous because Ooh. the old man was getting better so that's that that's is my cool. finest moment and i love it but the worst i guess my worst gaming moments is when because whenever we play i'm always like second or third to last or maybe fourth to last in the when we go in these all out uh just uh mosh pits and then they'll start going like hey uh not bad and i'll be like fuck you uh stop <laughs> I'll be like, don't don't talk to me like you're talking to your great uncle who is trying to sink a foul shot alone. He's oh. trying. He's trying. Right. Oh, you may you know it. That oh. was before when you were awful. And so that's when I'm just like, I'm oh, gonna. You know. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. Right. There's a lot of parts happening. I want to. <laughs> Also, I do appreciate that when they, uh, you know, really built up your skills and, and your, you know, mechanic capabilities in Battlefield that they clarified, they put an asterisk on it, that you were so good a few years ago. Right. You yeah. Know? Uh, you, I, yeah, definitely. Um, that sh I should change my moniker or something to like, uh, I don't know. It was like first place, 1991 or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All I have to say is when the multiplayer for Wine Cellar comes out, you'll show these fools what's up. Mm -hmm. Number one, every match, drinking that wine. I can't wait. They'll be vomiting and I'll just, That's right. I'll put on an album and tell them oh. all the first side. Put on, yeah, some smooth, hit them with some smooth jazz and drink those bottles of wine. Uh, Joel, thank you so much. This was awesome. And I'm gonna try to make myself look even more like you in the next game I play. <laughs> All right, sounds great. Uh, now that we've talked. You got the hair. Thanks. Halfway there. <laughs> Spray paint it, it'll be great. <laughs> So as someone who just competed in some kind of a Fortnite situation, I feel like this was such a missed opportunity to get Joel to help me out and help train me a little bit for this. His hide strategy, I've used it in most games, very effective. And I next time, I'm going to get some Fortnite coaching from him. I use that in my real life in, at parties. It's the hide strategy. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's just hide. Yeah, it works great. It works. I mean, I just hide in the kitchen. That's it. No one suspects it. No I'm, one suspects. I'm in the corner petting the cat. Leave me alone. Uh, but <laughs> thank you so much to Joel McHale for stopping by and chatting with us. 
Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Joel McHale and catch him as the host of Card Sharks on ABC. And please stick around because uh, coming up after the break, we've got another round of Game Doctor. We'll see you in a second. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So before we head out for today, we thought that we'd do a service to our fans and we'd prescribe a game or two in a segment that we like to call Game Doctor. Write in on Twitter using hashtag GGNT with the type of game that you're looking for and Blay and I are going to dig through our Rolodex of gaming experience and we'll prescribe a game for you. Today's request comes from at Patofam. They write, at Aaron Blair, at OMG, Firefox, really enjoying the podcast. Well, thank you so much. I'm transitioning into that age range where new gen games are too difficult for me to get a hang of. Are there any modern, quote, retro games you can recommend? I've played Shovel Knight and the new Streets of Rage. Hashtag GGNT. So what do you think? I I have thoughts on this comment. Okay. Um, Does anything come to mind right away for you? The First thing I thought of, and I think when you mention uh, something that was retro, that's like modern retro and uh, night, the word night brought me there. But the first thing that I thought of was Castle Crashers. Oh, yeah. I used to play the shit out of Castle Crashers. Uh, It was part of like the Xbox Live Arcade. um, And it came out 11 years ago. It's been around. It's been around for a minute, but they actually just uh, like re-released it or something on the Switch last year. So kind sort of retro-ish, but newer and it's it's super easy to pick up and it's just like it's really fun. So that's the first thing I thought of. Castle Crashers is so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is it's a side scroller where you're kind of it's very cartoony, it's very it's a button masher. Just a hack and slash side scroller. And it's got a really funny sense of humor as well. At one point you fight uh, a catfish and it's like a half cat, half fish. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, monster thing, and you have to run from it. That's a great example. I know. I think that when Padofam is saying, "Are there any modern retro games?" Uh, because the new gen games are too difficult. I don't agree that new gen games are too difficult. I think what the thing is, Padofam, you might be um, suffering from a too many button situation. Mm. Like Castle Crashers is great because it's like three buttons, but. I agree, like Assassin's Creed and all these new games have like a million buttons. So there are new games that are simple to play. There are new gen games that are easy and simple to play. And Castle Crashers is great. Even playing through like Ghost of Tsushima, where it's such a beautiful game and it's so fun. And like once you can get the combat, it's so satisfying. But just like getting the combos and remembering the buttons, it is like a little bit overwhelming. I guess I can understand that, but... 
I mean, but, think of like games like Ori, uh, mm. which is like a, a side scroller, is complicated. It's complicated. Or thinking of a game like Dead Cells, which is another kind of Metroidvania game that's like very simple on its surface, but it's really hard. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I feel like most most things on the Switch, I feel like are going to be pretty adaptable for, I don't want to say like for kids, but it really, I mean, it is. And a lot of them are, are you know, easy to pick up and easy to get into. So maybe there's something on the Switch to explore. You know, Celeste, I hear really good things about Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just jump onto Among Us. Very easy to jump in and you could just lie to know what? people. That is a great <laughs> suggestion. If you're good at lying to people, then... <laughs> I think Among Us, Among Us, and Castle Crashers are the two ones I think we should recommend yeah. to Pato Fam. Don't you think? Are we writing the script? Let's write the script. Is I that think. it? Twice a week? Because Among Us is easy. It's not about the gameplay. That's not what makes that game great. It's a very mm-hmm. easy game. You can even play it on your phone. It's point and click. Anybody can pick it up. Yeah. But it's the uh, able to stab your friends in the back. I like uh, that. Which is fantastic about that. Yeah. And, and Castle Crashers. Yeah. There you go. There you go, Pata fam. Uh, we are recommending Among Us and Castle Crashers. Aw, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pato fan, for the request. And I hope that's somewhat helpful. And that's all. And I mean, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you're if you're enjoying our lovely voices. Uh, and if you want us to prescribe you a video game, write to us on Twitter and use hashtag GGNT. Throw us anything you're wanting, feeling, uh, and we will find something that fits. And we'll see you next time. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton with engineering and sound design by Anya Jezik. Music by John Danik. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.